The two jobs of any fund manager or syndicator is this, is finding deals to invest in or number two, finding investors to invest. So in this video, we're gonna do a blast from the past from my coaching days uh, where I do a rapid implementation call on how to find investors offline. I know you'll find it useful because it's got so much information in it. Please review it and I hope you enjoy it. We are going to go deep into uh, finding investors offline. And so you're going to find a lot of value in this program, I hope, because we're going to go really deep, like I said, but we're also going to be exploring like what all those steps are. So at the end of today's call, you should have an action plan of exactly what you need to do in order to move forward and take those next steps in order to get investors uh, ready and lined up. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, I wanna start with the, basically a principle of uh, spheres of influence. Now, we've talked about this before, uh, but it bears repeating. And it bears repeating because it's so incredibly important. And the more that this is just ingrained in your DNA, the more successful you're gonna become. So let's start with your inner circle. These are the people that you know. They're your friends, they're your family, uh, they're your partners, they're people who are very, very close to you uh, and that you know so well. Outside of that, we have the people who were your previous clients. Let's do it. Right? So those are the people who you've worked with before, the people who you've actually done business with. Now, both of these categories, I'll remark, would qualify uh, for being unaccredited investors if you chose to do a uh, Reg D uh, Rule 506B. So these are the people who you either are in your inner circle and so are so close to you that um, it's presumed you've done business with, um, or your previous clients, those who you really have done business with, um, could all qualify probably as your um, under 506B for unaccredited investors. Uh, so these people you, you don't need to worry about talking about your investments to. Now, uh, I mean, you don't need to worry about, uh, you can just talk to them about the investments and they can subscribe if you are not in a 506C where you're allowed to advertise. So then we have the category of the people that you've met with. So these are people who know who you are and they know what you do. You just don't really have a business relationship with. So if you're a real estate agent, you may have met with them before and you may have done a listing presentation for or you may have cold called them a few times or met them at several events. These are people in that category. 
So you've met with them, uh, you just haven't done business with. Now these people I do not believe would qualify uh, for the 506B. So that's where we start taking a step outwards. And I mentioned that just to give you a point of reference. Um, then we have the, um, the target people you haven't met. So these are the, the whales in your community uh, that you think would be excellent investors uh, for you uh, or referral sources. You just never have spoken to them. You just don't know them or you just know them so little that they don't know your name. And then finally we have the public. These are the people that you have uh, never met with. You don't know who they are. Uh, they're just way, way outside of here. So this is the categories that we've got, right? We've got the public, we've got target people that you haven't met, uh, met with and previous clients. Now this, the goal here is to move for each one of these, them down to the next category, right? So those people, we want to become closer and closer ultimately to your inner circle or uh, that become major, major clients. Now, obviously, if you don't like any of these people and you don't want to do business with, you don't bring them into your inner circle. I shouldn't need to say that, uh, but I will just to, to cover all bases. So for each level, there is a different kind of program on how we deal with these people. So your uh, inner, let's, let's actually start with the public. So this is your um, advertising. Right, so you may choose to do advertising and to, you know, bring people into, okay, those people might be target, uh, and maybe I'd like to do business with. This is the mechanism that you would use as advertising. Uh, Prospecting, on the other hand, is for those people that are targets for you. So the ones that you know are gold nuggets that you want to bring in closer that you've met with and become clients of yours. And then uh, inside of inside the met with category, most oftentimes we're talking about some sort of drip campaign. And I'm going to go through a specific about what that would look like in a minute. And then uh, in our previous clients, we or we could say clients, uh, those are that would be something like a call and email campaign. You're spending more and more time nurturing these people, uh, the closer that you get them into your inner circle. And your inner, inner circle really is your one-on-one -on -one, uh, items. So, uh, let's change to exactly what, who these people are a little bit more specifically. So here we are talking about, um, uh, let me cut to, yeah, here. So we've, we've done this discussion before about, 
um, whales versus uh, versus fishermen. And so that's an important place to start because there's actually two different kinds of people so we've, that we're looking for, right? So we're looking for, oops. That's still too big. Apologies. So fishermen, right? What is a fisherman? They're the ones with the big rod uh, looking for the next person for you. So this is the one-to-many uh, resource that you may have, the strategy where those fishermen can bring you deals and bring you investors. And then on the other hand, we have whales. And I can't draw a whale, so we're just going to draw fish. <laughs> but pretend that's a whale. And so the whales are those big, uh, the big coon is the ones that you really want to be part of your investment. So for uh, fishermen and whales, there's actually um, two categories of, of these kinds of people that we would be interested in. Um, so we are interested in referrals. And we are interested in investors. And there's actually whales in both, and there's fishermen in both, right? I mean, they, there are fishermen in uh, the investment community, the guys who talk a lot about their, uh, around the golf games with their buddies about what they're into, um, who can bring you all of their friends. You know, many of the investors who I've had in my syndications have come through referrals from people who are already invested in the syndication. So those people were acting as fishermen, and many times they were whales as well. Uh, for referrals, we can have fishermen uh, who bring us uh, lots and lots of investors, or maybe it's just one uh, that that has a relationship with someone really big, one of like a whale that you'd really like to bring in. So if you think like a personal manager or a, a family office or something like that, that whole person could bring in a gigantic whale for you. And so that referral source might even be just a whale themselves. So there are principles going into, uh, into building referrals to go through. And so first we have, we want to educate and add value. I mean, we, in order to build a good relationship, you need to be giving into that relationship, right? And so we do that through our, our ability to educate about the real estate industry, about investments, about those things that you know and, add, and, and really add value to their lives. So this can be in the form of, uh, you know, if you're coming from the residential community, this could just be, you know, they providing information about what homes are or real estate in general. Uh, or versus if you're a commercial agent, maybe you're giving very specific information about 
what's going on with a particular development in the area. It's that education and adding value that builds that relationship. Number two, what a lot of people don't do is ask for help. So most people make the mistake of building referral relationships and they completely fail to ask for help at all. So they go into that relationship with not really getting anything that they need uh, because they never asked for it. So the, the Bible says, ask and ye shall receive, and it's that ask that's required, right? So we got to ask. Third is we reward. Now we've talked before, we can't give uh, fees, referral fees necessarily on uh, to our referral partners on when we're doing syndication. But what we can do is make sure that they're rewarded in some way. Maybe you just take them to dinner, or maybe you take them to the golf or a golf game or to, the, to some sporting event or something, just to say, thank you so much. There's nothing that's stopping you from just impromptu sending a bottle of wine or doing something in order to give a gift to say, thank you for that referral. And you should be doing that reward always. So you should always be doing that. If they, if they provided a referral to an investor for you, uh, you reward them and you make sure you reward them whether or not the investor uh, actually did decide to invest because they, they did what you're asking them to. So you're teaching them to do what's important by giving them that reward. The fourth principle is this idea of givers get. To build a great relationship and a great referral source, it's that idea that if you put everything into that relationship and you give, 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 you're going to start getting back in return. So one of my, uh, one of my coaches uh, early on uh, gave an idea about how to do this, uh, how to even begin the givers get idea when building refers referrals. And he said, well, what you do is when you're sitting down for coffee with them, at the very end of the conversation, you say to them, look, if I run into somebody who's a perfect candidate for you, or if there's somebody on the street who's, you know, just right for you, how will I know that person when I see them? So that when I see them, I know I should give that referral to you. Who's your perfect client? I mean, who are you looking to find as, uh, get referrals for? So that's the question that you give and uh, so that you can give that referral out. Now, you may not know somebody right off the bat who needs that service that's there, but it's going to go in your mind and it's going to be something that you generally can think about. And you certainly should be keeping track of this in your CRM as well. So that idea of, of you know, who's that ideal person is, is, a, is an important question to ask probably the most important question when you're beginning a referral relationship. Now, why is it the most important? Because what you're actually doing is you're offering value up front. But secondly, it's a weeding out process. So it's a filtering process that takes place because I know if I ask that question and I get the answer, and then if the person who's across from me doesn't say, well, why don't you tell me who the perfect person is who you are looking for? If they don't respond back and ask me the same question, 
that's a relationship that's going nowhere. So that's a relationship. It's not worth even keeping them in your Rolodex. So givers give. So let's talk about the steps to build these relationships. So there are five steps in building a referral relationship. Step one is you build a list. And so you generally think through all of the categories of those people who you think would add value to you. Is it your wealth managers? Uh, these are the ones most common for, um, uh, for syndicators. Wealth managers, accountants, Um, small business, consultants, and the big kahuna, real estate agents. So while most of you are real estate agents yourselves and the, may think of these people as competitors, they're actually not. Uh, we've talked about that before on finding properties. Uh, and they're also great resources in order for you to find investment, investors because they're talking to people about real estate all the time anyway. So you build that list. Next, you make contact. And so those are your calls, your drop-bys, meet on Zoom. So I know we've gone over this before, but these are the steps that you need to be making right now. So we're going to, as part of the work that we're going to do and the, the email that will come out about this, these are the steps that I want you to identify, and I want you to start laying them out exactly what you're going to do in order to build your referral relationship. So, uh, yes, we are repeating to some extent, but the point of it is to make sure that, that there's that forward progress because these refers, referral sources are critical. Uh, so step number three is follow up. And this can be notes, calls, whatever. So follow up. And now we'll talk uh, in a little bit about a follow up program, uh, different follow up programs. And I'm going to give you actual specific programs that you can implement uh, immediately and that you can design and make just perfect for you. Uh, and we'll provide those templates for you as well. Okay, step number four is um, you provide excellent service. It's nothing worse than giving a referral to somebody and the service that the, that your ref, the person you referred is getting from them is awful um, and they and you will never get another referral from them again if you don't provide exceptional service. This is as simple as you care, you communicate, and you communicate 
to both people. You communicate to who was who was referred to you, and you communicate to who was referred uh, who referred that person to you. And then five, show your appreciation. And always, always, always go the extra mile. Okay, so these are the steps for uh, building a successful um, referral network. Now we're going to put this into a list uh, so that you can, um, uh, basically a template. So now you'll have an, your own template for building your own action plan uh, and that will come along uh, with the notes for this call. So under investors now, there are some principles that are a little bit different and there are some principles that are the same. The first principle is exactly the same. Educate. So I was at a Tony Robbins event maybe four years ago and uh, Tony said something that still sticks with me every time I write like something like educate or add value down and it snapped into my head today. And that's in order for people to listen to you or want, you know, listen to you cold and want to do it, they want to know what's in it for them. So give them something that's in it for them. Most people want to have a better life. They want to level up. They want more money. They want more love. They want more something. And they think, and one of the tools for doing that is knowledge and uh, value. And so by offering that knowledge, offering that value, you can create that for them and they'll want to speak with you. So it's first offer to help. Uh, and then we go from there. Number two, and this one is absolutely critical show up like no one else you are not the only option out there for people to invest in you're just not there are other uh, investment opportunities out there and there are other, you know, places that people can place their money. So you need to show up like no one else. So we talk about show up like a professional all the time in our pamphlets and our marketing materials and our PPM and our operating agreements, everything we do, we show up like a professional, we show up ready and prepared. And already that puts us showing up like a lot of other people don't. But now it's show up like absolutely no one else by providing exceptional value and exceptional service. I mean, think about how Disneyland does it. When you go to Disneyland, is there any other place like it on earth? There really isn't. It shows up like no one else. I mean, it's designed to just be absolutely different than the world that we live in. And that's what people remember. And that's what makes people that you're raving fans. And that's what will get people to want to invest with you. Because it's not great enough to just have them think you're interesting. You need them to want to invest with you. Um, 
principle number three is care. Ask uh, what they are looking for. It goes down to the, the idea that we're born with one mouth and two ears, so we need to do twice as much listening that we do with talking. So ask what they're looking for. Really kind of explore that and really just care about what your investors are wanting. It'll come across instantly to them. Number four, again, givers get. If you do these steps one, two, and three, you're going to be giving a tremendous amount of value and you're gonna start getting. So what are the steps in order to, uh, to really start caring and nurturing and finding your investors? So let's go through those. And again, this will also come in a template. And I want everyone in the group to be working through that template and filling it out. You will be using it, it will add value to you, and it's gonna help you get investors right away. So, uh, step number one, what do you think it is? It's build a list. Right, we gotta build the list. We're starting to identify targets, so start thinking about who everybody is in all those categories. Who are all those people who are in, the, uh, in your inner circle? Who are all of your past clients? Who's everybody that you know who does real estate or is interested in real estate or cares about real estate? Comb through your LinkedIn, comb through everything and try and figure out who those people are. Then uh, once we've done that, um, let's, we categorize them. And so we put them in. Okay, this person is in our inner circle. This person is in our client spaces. This person is in met with. This person is in our, um, our target. But I'm gonna use a term that we used before here in our Dream 100. You know, or is there a certain demographic that you're interesting, interested in marketing to? You know, who is that? Put them in the public. You know, I want to reach out to small business owners uh, in this category. I want to be reaching out to people in this area who've had a liquidity event. Uh, there are ways to get that information. All right, so... Um, once we've once we've started building out that list, then we need to um, put together uh, uh, different programs in order to communicate. And so the first program uh, is uh, the one-on-one -on -one program. These are people primarily for your inner circle. And so this is making a conscious decision of, you know, how often are you going to go out to coffee with people? 
How often are you going to take them to dinner? How often are you going to take people to golf games or sporting events? How often are you going to do that? Put it on your calendar. Is it every Monday and Wednesday? Uh, whatever it is, put it on your calendar and just make sure you've spilled those spots. And then also, regular phone calls. and how often you cycle through that list. If you've got your a list of say 50 people, you should be able to go through, uh, be able to call them once a month. Um, maybe you don't want to call them once a month, maybe it's once every other month or once a quarter or once every six months, whatever it is, make a conscious decision on whatever it is and then make sure that you're showing up like no one else. And always ask them how they're doing, if they need anything. Um, and then you can filter in some of the, uh, the information of what you're working on, but really it's to make sure that you are top of mind and that you are uh, one of the givers so that you get. Number three step is, is your call or email program. So I put together a program that I actually stole from uh, Gary Keller. Um, so this isn't, this isn't my brilliant idea, but it is a brilliant idea nonetheless. So he has two different programs. We'll put him here. Uh, he has what he calls the 8x8, and he has a 36 touch or 32 touch, I don't remember how many touches he has. So the 8x8 program, in short, is a program where you are actively, every week, doing one proactive thing in order to touch that prospect. So typically we are doing this on our, on our uh, either our prospect list, or we're doing it with people that we've, our clients, or that we've done business with, just to make sure we've got a nice, solid relationship with them. And so the 8x8 program looks like this. All right, so the 8x8 program says for, is that you've got eight weeks. And for every one of those weeks, you're doing one very specific thing. Um, and it can be any sort of specific thing, but it's something that you've actually planned out and is ready to go. We're trying to make a system here. So not something that's just, um, not something that you kind of do ad hoc, say, oh yeah, well, I'm now in week three, I need to figure out what to do. No, you've got it all planned out. So this is just a sample eight by eight we're gonna do right here. So you do not need to do this. Uh, this is just to give you the idea about what it exactly looks like. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So say week one, you make a phone call and you talk about the market or you talk about whatever is going on in their lives. You add some value into that phone call. The second is you do a letter, send a letter of introduction. Obviously, if you know them, they know who you are, but they may not know what you're doing. 
and try and add some value in there. And I would say even more than just like a business letter, send it in a card so it's actually interesting and actually gets opened. Uh, number three would be, maybe it's a flyer about your fit. You know, something of interest there, right? We're always trying to make it more and more interesting, make it engaging, make it something memorable. Number four, maybe it is you, um, you, uh, provide some market info. You know, you're all in real estate or in the market somehow, uh, provide them some, some market info of value. You know, why, maybe it's why uh, doing investments is good. Maybe put together a flyer about why it makes sense to, uh, to invest in um, syndications. Number five is uh, maybe an update about what you do. Number six, maybe it is uh, something of value. Maybe it's um, maybe it's more information. Maybe it's comps. Maybe it's something that uh, something that you know that adds value to their lives. Number seven, maybe it's more market info. And number eight, maybe you call them again. It's not important what I put here as the eight things. What's important is that you develop your own system of eight things that you're doing, that you're going to do every week, and you keep track of these in your CRM. Uh, you definitely can use the one at app.altitude-syndication.com. Uh, that's a great system in order to keep track of these people. You can build out a pipeline of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You can even build it out so it will tell you and it will remind you of when those things are due. Okay, we're in one, so we need to uh, make that phone call. Okay, we're in two, I need to send them that letter. And three, I need to send them the flyer. And number four, I send them market info. You can build out all those tasks so you never have to keep track of all of this in your head. It's just all automated into a system. So the other idea is this idea of 36 touch. So once they, people have gone all the way through the eight, the eight weeks, you, they now know who you are. So these people know that you exist. And so they, you are somewhat on their mind. So the 36 touch is really just, okay, now how are we going to stay in their mind? And again, we're showing up like no one else because other than some residential real estate agents who happen to be in my area and probably are with Keller Williams and got the book from Gary Keller, there's no one showing up like this. And there's no one, even those best agents in my neighborhood are not showing up like they could be. They're not showing up as good as this. And so if you want to, this absolutely applies too to your regular, uh, to your day job as well. So... So we, in the 36 touch, we break it apart into a calendar year.
right? So now we've got a whole calendar year. And so once people are done with that eight by eight, they just come into this wherever they're at. So maybe, uh, so uh, what's, what are things that make sense to do? Uh, the first of the month uh, is maybe it's a, it's the new year, either like a strategy mailing or a new year, uh, happy new year's card. Cause a lot of people get holiday cards, but no one seems to get new year's cards. Um, maybe on the 10th, maybe you send a, um, you know, year market forecast. On the 20th, you do something. And then I'm just gonna write these really quick. And you don't have to do these dates, they just uh, make sense, right? Um, it can be whatever. And so we just make it equal 36. Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe on the first you mail a holiday card. So I always put down, you know, what are those holidays or things like that? Because they are getting holiday cards from everybody and uh, you might as well do holiday cards as well um, if you need to come up with ideas. First is, you know, 4th of July card. And then start thinking about, well, what are these other things that are going on that I can, I can give people some uh, interesting information for? Maybe I can give them some information on taxes or something like that. Maybe I can give them um, something, you know, the, the CoStar reports come out in maybe in around the 10th, well actually they come out around the 1st, maybe I give them the, the CoStar report on um, what's going on in the market that you're serving. Or uh, say recon is in May, maybe I, and I do retail, maybe I give them notes on recon. Whatever it is, as you're part of your day-to-day -day activity, you're coming up with this list in order to add that value. The template is going to be sent out in, um, along with the emails. And so uh, I want to just reiterate, this is, this is building your system. And if you do this right, you can actually automate so much of this, uh, these kind of interactions. You could automate it with, uh, by combining what we've got for your tool for your CRM now, to automatically send holiday cards. I can uh, let me know if you wanna go over that in detail exactly how you can do it. You can set this up to do very, very, very little work for you, except maybe making a call every now and then and, uh, and have everything very systematized and automated so you don't need to worry about your uh, maintaining that relationship with your clients other than what really matters? I mean, getting to know them, getting to understand them, not having to write out the card and send that to them. Uh, so that is the idea of the 
32 touch, and the 8x8. So let's go back over here. So this was where we were at uh, talking about um, uh, about investors and what steps you do. So that I hope that helped. Uh, we'll send those templates to you. Number four is um, is prospecting and coming up with a prospecting game plan and then doing it. I mean, first is how. I mean, are you going to be doing um, cold calls? You definitely can, you know? there You can definitely do cold calls. If I was gonna be cold calling right now, who would I be calling? I would be calling, um, I would call small business owners. And I would be calling, um, uh, anyone with liquidity events. And maybe I'd be, um, be looking at news. And let me go through that. Um, so small business owners, what I mean is calling smaller businesses uh, in the area, one of my best investors who's been in multiple syndications with me um, was a cold call. Uh, in, uh, they just happened to own a, a company that, uh, and he had extra cash sitting around. Uh, one, uh, another one also came out of a cold call and uh, who, he, he owned a company that spit off so much cash and he needed to just place it. Um, another small business owner who's been a major investor for me uh, was somebody who I knew only as my um, my eye doctor, and uh, he turned out to be a, a major prospect for me, um, and ultimately invested in a lot, um, put his wife in a lot, uh, and they invested quite a bit. Um, so that's what I mean by small business owners. You can get that list. Uh, I can even help you with that list. If you want to say, hey, I really would like to find uh, small business owners, primarily doctors or dentists or people with that kind of cash flow in my area. And uh, can you make me a list of it? Yeah, I can. So um, all you have to do is ask. So just let me know. I can get you that all set up and we can do it together. Uh, I can show you how to do it. Same idea here, anyone with liquidity issues. So um, just like here, I can help you with this and I can help you with this. Uh, the caveat is you have to promise to use it. So, I mean, it does take me a little bit of time to do. And so I am happy to do it, beyond happy to do it. If you use the work, if you use the data, um, but if you're not going to use it, don't, don't ask. So that way, uh, I'm not, don't spend my time. But there are tools out there that identify people with liquidity issues. So uh, for example, I can, through a tool that I have, it's called AIdentified. It, what it does is it combs through all the SEC filings, all of the uh, news filings, everything that's out there in order to build this idea of, who is having a liquidity event uh, anytime soon. 
and its surprise and who they're connected to, how and how they're connected to you. It uses LinkedIn as, as kind of its back end of database of who, they, who these people are, but then they've got their own proprietary data about what's there. But anyway, that program uh, is there and, uh, and we can certainly explore it together. I actually haven't used it too much, uh, but as I build my list for the syndications I'm doing now, it's absolutely gonna be key for part of our prospecting game. The second is news. I mean, the third is news, and that can be just anyone that you read about who's also having those liquidity events. Or it's that, you know, you see the, somebody mentioned in the paper that's with a small family office or something like that. Clip the article out, you send it to them and say, hey, I saw this, thought it would be of value to you, uh, thought it was really great. Um, I'm going to give you a call next week and talk, and, and I'd love to hear about, you know, what, you were, what happened here. You know, whatever. People like talking about those sort of things. So if it's cold calls, fantastic. If it's direct mail, fantastic. But who's that list? Because direct mail can get expensive. It sometimes can be um, anywhere from 50 cents to a dollar a mailing. Um, and so, you know, who are you going to be sending that to? You only want to send it to the real, real prime top uh, prospects, right? Um, but maybe there are people who are just on your list that have gone so cold, people who you helped out a long time ago, but you think they still might recognize your name. Maybe you start with direct mail uh, rather than cold calls. It all depends on how you feel about cold calling. So this is our, this is our list of the steps for investors. Now, again, on just even this, I'm gonna send you a template so you can fill it out. Now, I really hope that everybody spends some time and fills these things out because this is what is going to set you apart. This is going to get you investors if you put in the work because it's all there and you're taking this craziness of all this thing and all this information you're getting and now you're compacting it and putting it into a system in order to see who's there and make the whole thing work. Because when you have people coming in through your funnel, if you decide to do an online funnel, you know, you can start allocating them to different lists. Oh, this person is now in a met with, or this person was on the, my dream 100 list and now, I called them and now I've met with them and hey, what do you know, they hired me and now you're, you're keeping track of who they are and where they are on the list. You can keep track of, oh, they're now, they start in, in my eight by eight from week one and now they're in week two and now they're in week three all the way till when they're in week eight. Okay, now we're coming in on, I don't know, February uh, on into my 36 touch program and I'm tracking how this came. And I'm also tracking on where they came from. I mean, maybe they were a cold Facebook lead. Maybe they were a direct mail uh, person. You know, where, where did that person come from so that you can do more of it? Maybe it was a referral. And so you need to make sure that you give, uh, that you really reward who it is on that referral and then let them know how things are going. 
Oh, man, you referred Joe Smith to me. Let me tell you, he's a, such a great guy. I've met him. I've had coffee with him. He's already says he wants to invest in the in with us. Uh, we're going to do a really great job with him. Thank you so much for introducing me. Simple as that. Um, so other ideas for contacting, uh, for building out or for doing things with these people. So um, events. I wanted to talk about events. Events are great places for marketing one to many. Now, I believe the webinar world is kind of slowing down, that people are not watching as many webinars as they used to, just because with COVID, we got inundated with so many webinars over and over. Uh, we still use webinars uh, for altitude marketing. Um, I don't think I'm going to be using webinars for my uh, for investment marketing um, for my syndications, um, but I'm not entirely convinced because it also is a great way to market one to many and not have to be there all the time. Um, so uh, events. First thing to do is. Um, Think about uh, who, and I don't mean who's coming. I mean, think about who is presenting. If it's just you, that's great. If it's, if it's someone else, okay, they'll identify who that person is and start talking to them. As soon as you have any chance of doing it, set the date. I am going under the assumption if you are in this program that you are actually a human being, which means you may need a ticking clock in order to press you to get things done, just like the rest of us. Uh, if you're not one of these people, then you probably aren't human uh, and you don't need a ticking clock. It'll just, you'll get it done. Uh, well, kudos to you. Um, but set the date as quickly as possible. And then start thinking about, well, okay, what's the actual agenda going to be? Because you're going to need to know this before you do anything else. Before you start inviting people, you got to know what you're talking about. So am I going to be doing uh, investing in real estate? The first small business person I mentioned uh, invited him to an event, and it was one of these events. It was on investing in real estate, and uh, he did end up investing. Uh, what did we talk about? We talked about the different kinds of real estate they could invest in. Single family homes, um, apartments, This is just how we broke it out. Not the way I talk about it, but this is uh, I totally butchered the spelling. Uh, commercial, and then um, ultimately what we really wanted from them was investing in syndications. Uh, this was this was the uh, what we talked about. You know what the pros and cons of each were. Uh, but it's not the only thing that you can present on. You could just do present on the market update. And how do you do that? 
the best way in the world to do market update is you find your wealth manager and you partner with them. Um, you get them to co-sponsor the event with you and they will talk very intelligently uh, about market update. Um, this is the best way to do it. Uh, they do a terrific job and it takes all the pressure on you, off you, but you get all the kudos for it, uh, which is great. So in return, they get uh, to market themselves to a wide base, but they also will, and this is outside of agenda, this is also a answers the question about how do we feed them or give them booze? Uh, because that definitely helps. Um, so you'll get more people if you have alcohol and you'll get more people if you have food. Um, and many times your wealth managers will pay for that. Now, uh, on who those wealth managers are, they are a strictly regulated uh, industry. And so they need to be very careful. They won't just sponsor an event where uh, they're not speaking or are the main speaker, but they will sponsor an event if they are the main speaker and it's very clear what you are, what your role is going to be. Um, so just FYI. Um, so that also goes under the category of figuring out who pays. And then lastly, you got to market it. You got to tell everybody because not a lot of people are going to show up. It's going to be a lot less than you think, uh, even if you're feeding them and buying them booze. So um, the if you're not feeding them or buying them booze, then, then very few people will show up. Uh, if you do, uh, people will show up. You'll get a good turnout, especially if you've got a really great speaker. Sometimes... The market update can be a really super, uh, they have, wealth managers oftentimes have people in their industry that are really, really great presenters and can do a terrific job. And so they may talk about the market themselves. They may bring in the tax guy to talk about, um, about how taxes are going to be for the next year. Uh, we're Kind of getting to the to the point. No, we've got a little while, so we've got a few more months until that becomes a really hot topic again. Um, but that will certainly be one, um, uh, uh, or any other kind of local issues. There, if there's a public speaker, even if it's not on point, uh, they can be terrific too. Um, there, I mean, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get the butts in the seats. You're trying to get people to show up. Um, so this is uh, events. Other things you can do. Um, is, um, is mailers, cold call, coffee, Items like that. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is part of show up like no one else. And we do that 
through what we call shock and awe. In this day and age, everybody is expecting to get an email and a PDF, and that's it. Um, and they're not expecting to get anything physical, and they're not expecting to get anything real. But when they do, the shock and awe package can really make you stand out and make you show up like no one else. And what goes into a shock and awe, uh, I mean, there's a lot of great ideas that of what you can do. Um, you know, I would definitely do some sort of letter, um, like typed out and then hand signed by you. Uh, I mean, we've, you know, you've seen notepads, pens before, um, flyers. And that can be flyers about either, it could be flyers about properties you're working on, it could be flyers of past deals or syndications that you've done, it can be, um, it could be a flyer about um, why they should invest in syndications, um, things like that. Uh, sometimes people use like gift cards. Um, you can actually get cards made at Starbucks that are personalized. I did this. Um, I got a, these $15 Starbucks cards that are personalized. Uh, actually, we'll show. One sec. All right, so. How's this for reality? So I did this for my law practice. Um, so in here... We've got uh, a custom gift card, right? Uh, it's, it's got my logo on it. Um, and then it says, um, uh, this was done right during COVID, so we couldn't really meet. Uh, it says, thanks. Well, normally we'd buy you a cup of coffee. It's just hard to do that on the phone or on Zoom. So please accept this gift card as our way of saying we look forward to working with you. How do you think this shows up? People were like stunned at how cool this was. I mean, it's got, it's a Starbucks card with your logo and you also get the kind of, wow, these guys are big enough that they work with Starbucks, which is just an added like awesome benefit. Now that it costs more than just the, um, than the value of the card because you're paying for the printing of the envelope and you're paying for the printing of the card, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's a very cool way, especially to push someone across the threshold. And if you're putting together a shock and awe package, think about it, because it's it's pretty cool and very impressive uh, when they get it. And it's something that they'll use and think about when, when they see it. Um, you know, other people do pens and things like that. Um, but I think the gift cards is probably the coolest thing we've done. The other thing that's also great um, is books. Now, um, you've probably heard about some great book programs before where people have identified their big whales and they send a book a month uh, to, to their big whale and just with maybe a little note card put in. You absolutely are going to be remembered. And it doesn't need to be, I mean, it's certainly great if it's a book you wrote, but it doesn't need to be. It can just be some other kind of book. I mean, books by Malcolm Gladwell are great. Um, 
uh, or just anything that is that you think would really kind of meet your your community. Now, I wouldn't go. I would not do anything political unless that you're really just trying to reach investors who are uh, have certain political feelings one way or another. Uh, I would not do religion. I would not do any sort of comedy that is uh, edgy. Boy, that's comedy meets edgy together. Um, but I think um, business, I think um, uh, personal development's great. Um, anything like that oh, is just works out really well. Uh, or it could be, you know, on the on the market specifically. If there's a uh, in so in my area right now, there are books that are put out. I don't think I have one in here. Um, there are books that are put out just on our geographic area. So it's something like the history of the San Fernando Valley, which is a really cool thing to just get and send to somebody. And uh, if they're in this area, it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. So that it's got old time photos and things like that. So that would be another book that if it was very local that you were marketing to, be totally appropriate to send to. But do think about what your shock and awe package is going to look like. Now, it's going to cost you money. But this money is going to come around. So these people are much more likely to invest with you. I mean, don't you think that if you received this very cool uh, set of things, especially a gift card of $15, law of reciprocity says they are probably going to be thinking very highly of you. Uh, and uh, may very well do it as well. And I would also think about doing a shock and awe package for your fishermen. Because this is how they can keep you top of mind uh, and be confident that you're going to appreciate the referrals that you give them. Wow, we went over a lot of topics today. We went over fishermen and whales, referrals, investors, the 8x8 program, the 36 touch program, events, other things, showing up like no one else in shock and awe. Whew. So this was a big call. I hope you found that video useful. My name is Tilda Muschietti. I am a syndication attorney with the Muschietti Syndication Law Group. If we can help you with your syndication or fund, all you have to do is give us a call, set up a meeting, and uh, let's talk about what you're working on.